This is the morning sports desk for Monday, October 30th. Well, okay, there was state tennis over the weekend, Corey, and uh, looks like we have a little bit of a local update we have to share with everybody. Uh want to congratulate uh, Lauren Rutten and Ronnie Noska of Staples Motley. They finished fourth in the Class A doubles tournament at the end of last week. Congratulations to those two. Uh, a lot of excitement in the uh, Tackman household because I, of course, married into the um, uh, Staples Motley Cardinal tennis program. <laughs> so pretty pumped up uh, about what those two are doing over at our house, which is, uh, which is very cool. Uh, they... Um, the team made the state tournament last year. Mm-hmm. Sounds right. The team did and came up just shy, but then these two um, kind of worked their way through the the individual doubles tournament to qualify and get that fourth place finish. So it's very very cool. Congratulations to Lauren and Ronnie. And uh, I mean that's pretty much it as far as the tennis goes. But it's 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 state tournament, baby. They got medals. How many state tournament medals do you have? Don't don't remind me. As many as me? Yes. Yeah. 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 Although I do have some from the 1998 um, state baseball champion Sibley East Wolverines. Hey, without you being the ball boy, they wouldn't have gotten there. So you wear that medal with pride. I I still have it. I don't know where, but I still have them. <laughs> That was fun, man. That had every that had everything to do with me liking baseball as anything else I experienced. You know, might as well. Can I tell you a story from that team? Sure. They had won every coin flip throughout like the section tournament, mm-hmm. and the coin flip to decide who hits first. Correct. Yeah. And I think it was the championship game. They didn't win the coin flip, so the other team, who was Melrose chose to be the uh the home team i think this is i think this is accurate i i I might be getting which game incorrect doesn't matter the other team obviously chose to be the home team and the uh head coach came back his name was don souter and uh, my dad was the assistant on that team uh don is a hall of fame uh, baseball coach from sibley east Uh, he came back and his son was a uh like ace pitcher and uh then would catch also on that roster and the uh, coach Souter came back into the dugout and said well guys bad news I lost my first flip but that you know what that means right and somebody goes so that means we're the visitors and coach Souter goes yep and then his son goes jump on him early <laughs> and he yelled it at the top of his lungs and uh they did they did they, I think they scored a run right out of the gate, and turns out that's important in a state tournament game to score as many runs as possible as quickly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I remember that. I was in sixth grade, and I remember that forever. When People love to be the home team because they get the last at-bats, but when you're the visitors, you know what that means, right? You can jump on them early, and I just really appreciate that train of thought. Yeah. You know. You got you got to have that in that situation. And that's also kind of the closest you'll get to like a football warm-up speech, you know, when somebody like starts screaming pregame and everybody just yeah. goes, yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the closest you're going to get in a baseball setting. Classic baseball pregame speech. Well, guys, I lost my first flip. <laughs> <laughs> 
gosh. Uh, okay, well, we should probably talk about this, Corey. So, yeah. for, uh, you know, we want to eulogize, first of all, something that's been very important to us for uh, a very long time now. Uh, that's that the Packers finally stink at football. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, we'll get to the other news in a second. But first, I just want to say, Corey, um, the Packers stink and Jordan Love isn't it. That like the thirty years of without a franchise quarterback, and it's funny. Uh, Jared, our salesperson, is a Packer fan. We yeah. talk about it with him all the time. And my brother has a friend who's also a Packer fan. And the range of emotions anytime like something moderately good happens, like yeah, yeah, we got a quarterback, and then something bad happens, like no, we don't have a quarterback. And the kind of the waffling back and forth yep. between like the Packer fans I've seen and heard from, it's like welcome to Minnesota Vikings football yep. since. You know, pre-Kirk and then also post-Fran Tarkenton. Well, I think a lot about some of the conversations we had with Jared over the last... Um, eight months? Eight months or so. Yeah. Um, ab- about how... Uh, let's see, what's the word I'm looking for? About how just like he he wanted Rodgers gone. Mm-hmm. Right. They, he, all of Green Bay did. They want him out the door as soon as possible. He wanted him gone. And so the team could move on. That's exactly right. And and I get that, by the way. And I get it. I get it. He's a total weirdo. I understand that. But we warned him about how weird it could be. Just so you know, you've always had a quarterback your entire life. You're going to potentially not have a quarterback. This could stink. And Jared on Friday was like, he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> you could You could like hear the regret in his voice. Yeah. Well, it's the realization, it's like, oh, he's bad. And not only that, but, like, it's October. So we still have to kind of slug through this. Now, the worst-case scenario for Packer fans is that he plays just well enough to where the boat's not out on him yet, and then they end up signing him to, uh, like, a three-year extension, which would be uh, my best-case scenario as a Vikings fan. But there's always this thing, and I've told you this, I think, off-air before, Corey, but there's a story that me and my dad, the last Vikings-Packer game at the Metrodome in 2013, we got tickets to that. Yep. Sunday night football was really exciting. Uh, the Packers completely boat-raced the Vikings in that game. It was an awful game from the very start. Outside of Cordero Patterson's 109-yard touchdown return, yep. uh, that game was just awful. Uh, and every single time the Vikings just inepted themselves on offense, these smug Packer fans, because, you know, and the Vikings aren't very good, all the Packer fans buy up the Metrodome tickets and they would invade the stadium. Sure. And all these Packer fans are sitting next to us, and every single time the Vikings had an offensive play, these schmucks would go next to us and go, so ponder, huh? <laughs> and so ever since then, my dad is like, maniacally, villainously been like planning this. You know what? When they have a bad quarterback, we're going to drive down to Lambeau and go there, and we're going to say, oh, so how's this guy, huh? And yesterday would have been the perfect day to do that and just sit there and go, oh, so how's this love guy working out for you? You want Rodgers gone? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. That's awesome, and I hope, um, you know what? It's worth a special trip maybe this weekend to go do that. Just to to swing through and point and laugh. (laughs) I think that would be uh, totally worth it. Hey, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Vikings game. Yeah, let's. B- but I want you to check your uh, phone here really quick. Okay. And hold, uh, hold on. and uh, go ahead and and do whatever you need to do. Put your stuff on on mute because you'll know exactly what needs to happen once you check your phone. Okay, hold on. And we'll get this lined up. Uh, of course, the uh, Vikings did get a uh, a win. 
a 24-10 victory over the Packers at Lambeau Field yesterday. Uh, you may remember they only led by one possession at halftime, but uh, Kirk threw two touchdown passes in the third quarter, which gave Minnesota control of the game, really. Uh, unfortunately, Cousins left with that, well, what they thought was an ankle injury at the time. Uh, but turns out it's an Achilles injury. He's likely out for the uh, the rest of the season. The Vikings are on a three game winning streak. They got their uh, got themselves to four and four. As a matter of fact, they got into uh, there was at one point going into the weekend where the Vikings actually held the last playoff spot in the NFC. They're really really cruising, and we do kind of wonder at this point what might be what might be the next move for the vikings do they go out and get somebody um we don't know we don't know what the plan is but they have like and i think until the end of the day to finally um make that decision we're gonna have plenty of time to speculate on what the vikings might have going forward and Uh what they might do and we can tell you this much they're at atlanta on sunday that'll be an 11 o'clock pregame with a noon time kickoff over on the superstation k106 cj yeah, uh, just overall on my quick thing is I don't know what the Vikings do without Kirk. I don't know if there's really a good option. There are options you can do, and you can do different ones. But, like, you know, trading for Andy Dalton, that maybe gets you to 8-9, 9-8, nine, nine and eight, and is it worth it? Is it not? I don't yeah. I don't know. You can't – there's a whole lot of avenues, and we'll discuss them as the week goes on. But the Vikings are not – in a good spot right now, and we'll just kind of have to wait like everybody else does. But, uh, Corey, we got something uh, special on the morning sports desk this morning. Yes, we do. We've got a special guest joining us, Delaney Wilson, an eighth grader from Wadena. Uh, she had a, a really fun um uh, involvement, I guess you would call it, uh, not too long ago with the Minnesota Wild. Delaney, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? Doing fine. Thanks for joining us. And you know what? I don't want to uh, steal any thunder from you on this one. I want you to tell me anything and everything you can about what you had with the uh, Minnesota Wild uh, going back uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago. So the thing I did with the Wild is called the Minnesota Refer- or the Youth Referee Spotlight that they do with the USA Hockey. They pick a female and male ref to come out and meet the NHL ref for that game, um, take a few pictures, ask a few questions, and then they'll go skate warm-up laps with them and stand out on the ice during the national anthem. So uh, how does this how does this come about for you, Delaney? Let's go back. What, uh, you know, with the officiating in general, is this something you kind of always wanted to do? Um, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, my dad refs, and I thought it was really cool watching him ref. So I've always really wanted to ref like he did. And then what was that uh, What was that evening like? You know, obviously you, you get to go skate a couple warm-up laps. You get to be, you know, kind of in the, in the depths of the XL Energy Center. But what's the, what's the lead-up to it? You're in the tunnel. You're getting ready. Or, uh, like, are you fired up? Are you nervous? Or was it just cool to be there? I was a little nervous um, about going out on the ice, Um, but it was so cool. Um, You're standing there and you're seeing everyone and the lights are going. It almost almost didn't feel real for a second. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) 
Yeah, and you know, what's it like just to get to be back there and get to be kind of in the uh, underneath the XL Energy Center, getting to walk through those hallways and getting to see some of that? I mean, uh, was there anything that kind of took you back, or was it just kind of you were soaking it all in just to, to get to be in that spot? I was kind of just soaking it all in. It was really cool. I mean, you're down there and you see all these players warming up, and it was just it was a really neat experience. So, uh, uh, you get on the ice. Do you? Is there like a like a ceremonial puck drop? Do you get to chirp with some of the players? Do you? Uh, you know, does uh, you get to send somebody to the penalty box? What once you get out on the ice, what happens? Um, we didn't really do any of that. We kind of just skated, warmed up with the refs, and then stood out next to them during a national anthem, and then we got off and watched the game. Awesome. I'm very jealous of you. Yeah, that's a it's such a such a cool experience. And uh, you know, did you get to kind of talk with the officials and and what did they tell you and just how cool was it to talk with NHL uh officials? It was really cool. They were all super nice. Um we got to ask them a few questions. I got to ask us a few. Um it, I don't it was so cool. They were all super nice. Just so what's the uh, Delaney? Is there is there uh, like a next step, or is there just you've got officiating on the mind, and you know let's get to some you know some regular season high school hockey and and more youth officiating? Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna definitely try and do as much officiating as I can this year. Um, I'd like to take it further. And maybe ref high school games, and maybe older. Have you uh, have you thrown anybody out? Maybe your dad in particular yet? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we let you go, Delaney, is there anything else that you want to mention? Anything? Any one particular memory that stands out from that evening? Um, I don't know. I mean, all of it was so cool. Um. Probably when I was standing during the national anthem, and I would look, and there would be like Kirill Kaprizov behind me, and Kevin Fiala, who played for the Wild but now plays for the Kings, was in front of me. It, it was so cool. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, Delaney, uh, thanks for joining us this morning. It was great to get to chat with you. And it just sounds like a really, really cool experience. So we're happy that you got to do that and uh, wish you best of luck uh, with the upcoming with hockey coming up soon. Wish you best of luck uh, with whatever you want to do. Okay. All right. Thank you. That was, again, Delaney joining us, Corey, on the morning sports test. What a really cool uh, opportunity that she got. Yeah, it's it's neat. I didn't know that that sort of program existed, The kind of the – the uh, the the youth officiating sort of program, a really important program too. To if you consider about how tight all all of these high school events are with officials like this, what a really cool way, what a really neat way to grow that aspect of every single game and how important officiating is with all of the mm-hmm. with all of these um, uh, events like. Like we need them, we need officials probably more than ever, and uh, and to encourage it like this, that the the right. top level is encouraging it, uh, is is really neat. So thanks, Delaney. That's uh, Delaney Nelson for joining us. Uh, it's pretty darn cool. Pretty darn cool. And the really fascinating part of it is the fact that there are kids. 
who actually want to be officials. When I was a kid, that was something I really never thought of. I've, I've, you know, done some officiating, you know, for elementary and for youth sports throughout the years, but I never really, like, I've never really like been like, yes, this is what I really, really want to do. It's always kind of doing a favor for somebody volunteering, but like, it was never like, yes, I want to do it. And whether it's Delaney, I've also known a couple other kids who was like, yeah, I, I really like to officiate. I want to, I want to do that when I'm done playing sports and hats off to those people and hats off to our officials across the region as well. A uh, little bit of a thankless job uh, most of the time. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, October 30th.